0: Welcome to Behind the Audition Podcast with your host, Kurt Hilton. Listen in on interviews with voiceovers, filmmakers, producers, animators, and much more. Kurt, a voice actor himself, will give insider tips to the business, talk with guests about how they got into the business, and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the podcast when he challenges his guests with a pop up audition. Now it's time for Behind the Audition Podcast. Here's Kurt Hilton. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Audition Podcast. My next guest was a voice of thousands of movie trailers and video games. He was part of the Emmy-nominated Honest Trailers. There are impersonators, but John is one of the best. We talked about how he got into the business, his inspiration to get him into the business of voice acting, and how he actually did a movie of one of the voices that inspired him. He has over 2 billion social media views. So sit back. And enjoy this interview with the one and only John Bailey. And welcome to the show, the very talented one and only
1: John Bailey. How you doing?
2: What's up? That was the shortest intro ever.
1: Hey, <laughs> keep it short and sweet. Um, Nothing cool like the the epic voice of four-time Emmy-nominated series on his trailers. <laughs> with over 7,000 bookings in 12 years.
0: Just to start things off, I literally am still laughing. I think I almost woke my family up laughing because of your uh, fake, the toddler from uh, Henry Danger.
2: Yes, apparently that's very popular.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, dude, I, it was like one o'clock. I don't know what it is with the, the pandemic, but I always want to wake up at three in the morning every night. It's like, yeah, what is going on?
2: Schedules off, yeah.
0: yeah, and so I woke up and I'm like, I'm just going to mess around on Instagram. And I saw that and I, I almost woke the family up. It was so funny and so well done, man. <laughs>
2: It's not even my best one
0: <laughs> well you have like what over one point something billion views on your social media so that, that i
2: have over two billion combined credited views online according to doneby.com if that's still even going but
1: maybe wow. another,
2: another site now that does it But last time i checked yeah it was over two billion credited views <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing. because like i'm not getting monetized off most of those it's <laughs> just credited <laughs> it's like oh i can't wait to spend my republic credits <laughs>
0: So what's keeping you busy during this pandemic?
2: Uh making content. I was like <laughs> No, I I've, I've been working pretty steadily actually. I dubbed a Netflix series yesterday. I've got a I'm working on a an actual legitimate cartoon uh next week and yeah, just this, this stuff keeps coming. So I'm just always grateful that God keeps putting money in our way when jobs are kinda hard right now. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 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 gap in between though—that's kind of the when I would usually go to events or network or go hang out with friends, you know, other people in the business, try to learn from other folks, like what's going on? Has there been any changes? What's working for you? What's not working for you? You know, it's kind of like what I do on TikTok digitally online now with other creators. Like I I met uh, Fred Stoller. I don't know if you know Fred Stoller, but you definitely would recognize his voice. Get off the phone. And now we're like, we're like friends. I helped him get verified. He's verified on TikTok now. And he knows that I do an impression of him, but he's never heard it. So maybe one day I'll do an impression on TikTok. Or Fred Stoller for Fred Stoller and maybe Fred Stoller will react to my Fred Stoller. That would be Oh my god. That would be like Stollerception. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Caliendo and like all these guys that I would I grew up like looking up to and be like, those guys are really funny. And now I'm like, We're just like hanging out and talking, like we're we're friends or whatever.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. so you talk with uh, Caliendo?
2: Yeah, Caliendo and I we, we chat a lot these days. I think it's because we speak the same language. <laughs> You know what I mean? When you're a voice actor and other people aren't voice actors, you just have to take my word for it. It's like they're speaking a different language altogether, but then <laughs> you find somebody else who does voices or does impressions and they know exactly what you're saying in words that you have a hard time articulating to people who have no idea what you're talking about. And it's like, oh crap, this guy understands what I'm saying. So it's like, you know. It's like it's like that moment in detective pikachu it's like i've been i've been waiting for someone to talk to for so long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you understand
0: me
1: yeah
0: yeah much that. That was almost like a dame cook right there
2: oh Dane cook <laughs> <laughs> made one joke and he t- he read it wrong oh. and like and like had an added for somebody who's a comedian he does not take criticism well even when it's a joke
0: that's all right. <laughs> hey, that that's it makes it stronger. I, well, see
2: now I have to tell the story. So uh, I was on Twitter and he was talking about how he put his heart and soul into this project that he was on, and I was I was making the joke. I was like, and and who does one sell one's heart and soul to to get to become successful? Asking for a friend, and he took that as an insult when I was just making a joke. Like, what do you do? What do you got to do to be so successful? <sighs> you know, based off what he had said about the whole heart and soul thing, and he took that as you know. I was being sarcastic and making fun of him. He's like, uh, how do you
1: d- block somebody on Twitter asking for a friend? And of course, all his minions are like,
2: yeah, you can't believe you can't <laughs> cookie the most amazing
1: comic ever 10, 15 years ago.
2: You know, so it's like, okay.
0: It. You no, know, and comedians, they give it to people more than anybody. So I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's all fun and games. And, you know. Jessica
2: Simpson was an important person when he was at the height of his career. I'm just saying, folks. <laughs> just give me crap on Twitter, bro. <laughs> oh man so it's so a you joke come on I, hey that's exactly a comedian I, you should be able to take this
0: absolutely so understood Not saying. <laughs> i tell you uh so with caliendo was he probably the one who inspired you to get into this? Or who who inspired you to be a person <laughs> no. like a...
2: No, don't ever tell Frank Kelly that you inspired him. He gives me good it I'm... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, uh, I he was one of those guys that I looked up to uh, because I'd already wanted to be a voice actor back by the time I saw Frank on my TV. But I did, I I looked up to him because I was able to use his techniques to kind of figure out how to do certain voices uh, when in my professional career. Because I'm like, how in the world... You know, so yeah. sometimes I would use it it's it's re- voice engineering trademark patent pending. Mm-hmm. Uh so I would take a, an audition I would get for for example I, I've told him this story too like I got an audition for uh, Jeff Bridges and he is such a unique normal voice and you just don't hear people doing Jeff Bridges impressions. <laughs> so no like, you
0: don't. I mean it, and with the the voice acting world nowadays you'll see a lot of people um do voice impressions. I mean you're professional voice impressioner so impressioner that's, impress- that's a new one I, okay I, I, I i'm a
2: visual I, I, voice impressioner okay, <laughs> okay? Yes, me. i'm you know, impressioner. I, no that, i'm that, actually a, in, in the technical sense I, I am a professional sound alike i do what's called voice matching and there's a difference between what i do on social media because that is more like impressions because when you it, it's it's complicated because you're you're trying to focus on the camera, your physical movements, as well as being entertaining or funny or whatever you're trying. To, you know, if you're trying to be serious or if you're trying to be cool or yeah. if you're trying, but whatever, but you're still you're, you have multiple things going in your head at the same time. You're all of a sudden worried about the camera, what you're looking at, how your body is reacting and and doing the voice all at the same time and that takes away from the voice. So when I'm doing my actual job, I can put 1000% focus on making the voice sound right. So I can just slip in, do the job. Like right now you can notice the voices are even better just doing this audio because I don't have to worry about the freaking camera being on without the the camera. That gives that frees up a lot of focus. So I no longer have to worry about where I'm looking. (laughs) I can focus on the lines that I'm reading and making that voice sound as close to the real guy as possible because that's how you get the job. Because it's, it's, it's voice ninja-ing, I guess, if anything, I slip in, do the voice for the other actor who was clearly not available at the time, or they have to wait until that actor becomes available. And in the meantime, it's much cheaper for them, you know, to hire me for scale and do that voice real quick, fill in the blank until he comes in. Or sometimes if they just can't get the other person and my sound like was good enough, I'm still getting residuals for Russell Crowe from something I didn't even realize I was doing. That was a residual job. I nice. something for him in the mummy trailers. And it was supposed to be just in the trailers and the trailers, you don't get residuals for that. You get a buyout. But apparently they used something I did in the actual film. So I still get residual checks when that two or three people that still watch The Mummy, watch The Mummy on Redbox or whatever. Wow. Have you met... Russell Crowe and the
1: entire divorced family. Thank you very much for the. I (laughs) appreciate all the pence, the pences.
2: Have you met any of the
0: celebrities that you've done there?
2: In person? No, no. A few of them, but not people that I've actually filled in for. Well, I take that back. A few times I have. And it was back before I was more professional. I didn't... Know how stupid it was to walk up to somebody famous while they're eating, be like, hey, <laughs> Go so, up with yeah, their I voice. Met, I met, of all people, too. It couldn't be some D-list celebrity, you Serbin Kingsley. <laughs> and I'm like, I filled in for your voice on Ender's game. Can I get a picture? <laughs> he's got like food hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> like, oh, crap. I learned, I learned, I learned. I don't need
0: that anymore. Now, I i saw you <laughs> uh on the commercial. Doing the movie trailer voice.
2: Uh, Mitsubishi, yeah.
0: Yes, the Don LaFontaine voice. And I have to say, between you and Pablo Francisco, yeah, I think yours topped his. I remember his Pablo well, Francisco. of
2: course it does. Because Pablo's actually merging two guys together. He's not doing it. I and mean, he keeps claiming that's a Don impression. But what he did was he he mashed Hal Douglas and Don together and created that voice that he does. I mean, it's not the same. It's not. It's not Don. It's just a little bit of both, I think.
0: I didn't, uh, That's that. That sounded exactly like both of them.
1: Actually, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, because you take Hal Douglas, who talks like this, and Don LaFontaine, who sounds like this, and <laughs> merge them together, and you get Little Tortilla Boy. <laughs> and it's,
2: he, he just he literally just mashed those two guys. That's how I first actually. Well, I, I first found out about the you know the trailer thing. I I I'd, I'd known about him. You know, I just never really gave much thought. And then my brother found Pablo's like setup, and he's like, "Dude, I bet you could do this better than him." And after I listened to it, I was like, "That's not. That doesn't sound like the guy that I'm thinking it does." And then we saw Don on camera in the actual commercial for Geico, and I was like, "That's what it is." And then I noticed the other because I have a very good ear for picking out voices. Like a lot of people that come, like, when are these voices sound the same?" And after I, after I block them, uh, I comment somebody <laughs> yeah. else's comment about you know what I, because you know I'm uh, no, but that's the thing is some people can only hear deep voices they all hear you know they think all the voices sound the same they think that Keith David sounds like Optimus Prime sounds like Don LaFontaine
1: and it doesn't if you listen you can hear the subtle distinct differences between someone like Keith David and someone like Optimus Prime and someone like Don LaFontaine there's subtle differences but they're differences
2: you know what I mean and you can hear it when you're listening for it but when you're watching it in a video and you're watching something and listening at the same time and your ear doesn't really distinct between anything other than pitches you hear low voices and that's where the comments come from of like oh this is it's all the same guy the same boy <laughs> i was like well my wallet disagrees but whatever
0: that's how'd that commercial come about like when you went in for the audition how, how did that work i out? didn't have
2: to audition for that one actually they had seen the prank commercials that we had done uh, for a break a long time ago before that company went bankrupt and got rebought bought and sold and whatever it's doing now and they just liked the whole concept and they had, they were already doing this under this hidden camera prank theme, like they had a rapper come on. that was a, you know, young lady that like, she looks like a little girl, but she actually like raps, like they pretend it was like daddy daughter work day or something like, that. and she like, she's spitting out fire, like freaking Eminem, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, but nobody knows until she starts doing it. And they had some other guy that came in and he does, you know, he does, I think he raps or sings or something. He has a very unique talent. And they, you know, I don't look the, the main reason why they like, because I don't look like I sound that way and people don't really realize I can do it until they hear me do it because I look like I sound like this.
1: <laughs> so, and I don't walk around talking like this all the time because it would oh, be yeah. weird. You know,
2: I don't go into the freaking you know, grocery store and be like, where are the cans of peas? <laughs> that would be awesome though. That would it be would hilarious. be weird though. It would, it would get nonstop attention and I would never get anything done. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad for the, the lack of you know the, the anonymity of the internet except for tiktok now people actually know what i look like it's, that happened a little bit because of some of the stuff that i had done on youtube previously but yeah not near as much now it's like people i go into a live stream trying to you know find some trying to you know get some more followers or trying to you know let people know who i am or say hi with and now i don't even have like oh crap epic
1: voice guys in the chat oh that's, oh, that's
2: hilarious all the time
0: you should do that, though. You should totally do that. Go into the grocery store, have somebody film it, and just
2: like, you know, kind of like uh, walk. Well, the- with masks, makes it kind of hard to do any stuff like that.
0: <laughs> six feet. <laughs> <You
2: know? laughs> I, could literally just, I could walk through the grocery store and say nothing and then just go in a corner somewhere and just record the audio of me saying things because with a mask, you're not going to know. I could. I could, Oh, all, yeah, you're right. All fake, guys. Hollywood's fake. Exactly. Yeah, that's real. Illuminati. Jim Carrey was right.
0: You could drop your Optimus Prime, get back six feet with that voice. That'd freak somebody out.
2: It does. It does in Ubers and lifts all the time. because People find out like, <laughs> like oh, you do voices for the like, what kind of thing do you do? It's like, is your vehicle an Autobot or Decepticon? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and They're lucky. Ride free now? <laughs> no, it's never free. It never, oh. it, never, it never pays anything. It just pays in an oohs and ahs, which is really hard to
0: pay the bills with, guys. And I will say you're Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds. There's a couple, couple uh, out there that can do that, but your impression. No, they're not.
2: Subtle. I'm the only one. No <laughs> one else can do it to me. <laughs> it's just like the highlander of voices there can be only one. <laughs> oh man so uh, you- actually when i worked on detective pikachu I'd, I'd heard from the engineer like they had brought in a couple of other guys to like try out they said they, they could kind of sort of sound like ryan but they could not act <laughs> and i was like well that's good for me because i can act <laughs> oh that's great you know he has
0: one of those voices that you know don't sound like anybody else. And you, I mean, spot on, I think you probably do the best in, you know, impression. Well, I mean,
2: more. especially when I'm, like, I'm literally when I'm on social media, it's, it's it's just, you know, impression and improv, just putting those two things together. and That's basically Ryan's whole stick. You know, he's just making up funny things off the top of his head and saying them a certain way while brandishing something from Mint Mobile or Aviation Gin. Uh, so, like, but i I mean, I got one of the highest compliments I've ever gotten. Like, Michael Bay told me in person, He's like, wow! He, he doesn't just sound like Ryan Reynolds; he can act like Ryan Reynolds. Oh wow! I, mean, I had like I had real tears. You know, like real tears while I was acting. It was pretty good. Fuck so, <laughs> it, Ryan! I'm your fat understudy. <laughs> oh man! I love Ryan. I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't hate you, Ryan. Oh goodness! So <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did Transformers Bumblebee, and you got to do Shockwave and Soundwave. How was working on a movie like that?
2: That was freaking awesome. That was like, you know, the crown jewel of my, my career so far, pretty much. Because um, as cool as it is filling in for people like Ryan Reynolds and working, I mean, that was, that was probably the most fun job I've ever had. But as far as, far as like coolness factor goes, because that's going back to your original question, like, you know, what inspired me to get into it? Optimus Prime's voice, like Peter Cullen's voice. In fact, I heard it first in Voltron uh, there, during the intro and then heard it again as Optimus in Transformers and immediately got hooked on that and so this was a stand. this was a this this film had a tenth of the budget of the previous transformers film so it was filmed like a normal film where they actually hire ADR voice actors like myself who you know that's pretty much my job you come in like what i did for detective pikachu and other films come in fill in for the stuff until things are finalized and then they bring in the actual actors to to record so i'd originally gotten in there because uh the pay scale for the adr was much lower than other actors rates and i'm not going to go into it more than that but they turned it down so i'm like well i have four kids to feed you know right. so I'm, i make sure though i make sure like look if the other actors don't want to have anything to do with this you know if if they refuse then obviously i'm going to take the job because i mean wouldn't you rather be somebody who knows what they're doing and mm-hmm. actually good at it and actually knows the property knows the characters and so uh the, my agent pitched my demo to him paramount loved it brought me in for like three or four sessions really short i mean i was I waited in the lobby longer than I recorded. I think I may have recorded five or ten minutes each time, Um, but yeah, it was really, really short. Because I mean, most of the animated stuff is at the very beginning in that one scene, so there's not a lot of other VO to do for the rest of the film. Uh, But they brought me into to to be basically Optimus Prime's like understudy, so I was like Peter Collins' voice double up until that. I I did the best I could with that. They had very specific timing. You know, Uh, I have heard through the grapevine that there was an assumption that he had to mimic what I was doing and, and copy what I did because it was already timed and animated that I saw the screening folks. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the screening of the movie before the movie came out and nothing was finished animated yet. I mean, it was, a lot of it was still like CD-ROM quality animation, not quite finished animation. You know, it was very various levels. If you've ever seen a screening of a film, you know what I'm talking about. And you've heard ADR voices where they've had to put in, you know, filler voices until they finished the film. And then they release it with all the final voices in it. And uh, and it was really cool getting to hear me as Optimus Prime and a couple other characters in there with my because we accidentally got into that screening in the first place we had no idea what we were seeing wow and it was the very first screening of Bumblebee it was really cool you know so uh, but yeah they had very specific timing for the lines so that was it in a typical ADR session it's very much like when I when I loop for a Netflix series or for an anime like the timing's already set. So you have to, be, you have to really work with the director because he, he knows exactly how fast it has to be and how it has to sound in order to make it fit in that spot. And I think that led to confusion on some of the final voices. Uh, you know, like they didn't understand why it was done this way. They thought they were going to do their own ADR. But like I said, the had a much smaller budget. That's the only way they can make this film and actually make it profitable because the previous films, I mean, it was Michael Bay money.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. So,
2: but I mean it was still cool. I and mean, it was it got me some experience. Being there, doing that voice for Optimus led to me being able to fill in for some other characters and they liked them so much that they left not just one character, but two. I got to be Sandwave and Shockwave. And those are actually my all my all-time favorite Transformers, by the way. I mean I top cool. three in order are Shockwave, Sandwave, and Optimus Prime. And I've got to voice all three, which is really awesome. Absolutely. So yeah, I got to the, the, the one of the biggest thing on my checklist that I thought I would never get to check off was actually being able to be the voice of a Transformer in a Transformers official thing with Optimus Prime, voiced by Peter Cullen, because that would mean me and I got to work on something with Peter Cullen, who's the guy who got me inspired to, to pursue this job in the first place. Sweet. So yeah, Full Circle is really awesome, man.
0: So you've done hundreds of uh, movie trailers. Millions. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it.
2: Zillions of trailers. No.
0: And you know, you're know, you in many games. and. Yep. I would. What would you say is your your favorite games or movie trailers?
2: Uh, favorite game uh, that I worked on, I guess XCOM because that just that was such a long running gig. Um, so there's a lot. There's there's not as many strategy game players out there as there are FPS and you know RPG. But for those who are into the strategy game, uh, I'm the voice of the council guy in XCOM. Which was a cool gig because it was my first AAA title. It was my first time voicing like a, a character that actually has a credited name instead of just additional voices. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, every voice actor starts at the bottom. Everybody does additional voices before they become so and so in that game. You know, I'm, nobody just goes straight to the Nolan North stack you know
0: <laughs> hey i'm waiting to get there one day uh, yeah i mean
2: you, you have to do you gotta start in the commercials you gotta work your way into some you know low budget cheap animation whatever stuff get yourself into some indie games and work your way up to AAA, and then finally work your way through all the additional voices and vi- eventually finally you'll have a credited name until you go move from just being a credited recurring character to a regular you know i just you just have to climb the ladder like everybody else does and it takes a long stinking time. And most people just don't have the patience. You know, they were like, I have a cool voice. Or everybody tells me that I do. Everybody tells me I should be a voice actor. And then when they don't book, you know, you know, Batman, the animated series by the next year, like, this is stupid. I don't know. I thought I was just going to get easy money to talk into a microphone. Me, 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 me. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and some people think and go back to them, you know. The American, and I'm like, I don't understand. That's what I did. I mean, that's how I got into voiceover. I just talked into a mic and they gave me millions of dollars. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. Maybe you're just, maybe you suck. I mean, that's all it is. You should re- just rethink your whole life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Go be a plumber instead. Do oh my gosh, be. what? What was your first audition?
0: <laughs> what was your like first audition? My
2: very first audition. I I don't remember what my very first audition was. To be honest, it was something like a you know healthcare, you know, just a regular standard basic commercial. My first booking though was for uh, a a steakhouse. That was very cleverly named Texas Steakhouse. Uh, not, <laughs> not a lot of, yeah, I know. <laughs> not a lot of thought went into that. What kind Uh-oh. of steak you serve here? From Texas. <laughs> well, That's then I way. guess you're Texas Steakhouse. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was my first big gig. And the funny thing was, like, I started I started receiving auditions February 1st, 1st of 2009. And by February 11th, I'd already booked my first job. And it wasn't one that I'd auditioned for. That was the odd thing. It was actually from a demo, which I wrote this co- the copy for. And when I say demo, it was not a standard demo. The way that uh, the way that, that company worked was they it, they just put like a 15, 10 or 15 second clip of each voice you could do. And they had a whole bunch of clips. So if you were looking for Cowboy, you could click this one. And mm-hmm. movie trailer guy, you click this. One. Not a standard demo where you just mix in a bunch of things that are in that genre. Like for a commercial demo, you put all commercial voice. You put a little characters in there. You put some trailer voice in there. Put a little bit of everything in the commercial demo. That's why I always recommend that for the first demo you make because you don't have enough credits or experience to make a character demo and a demo for commercials and a trailer demo and this and that and that. So all those things came with time and experience, but this was something else. (laughs) It was very weird the way they had these all split up by character. I think... I think one of the, one of the pay to play sites along to like 10, 15 years ago had something similar to that, where it's like, this is the voice of this one particular dude and or guy or character or sound alike, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that led to uh, me getting that job. And I remember just like blowing my mind how much, and you have to understand this is non-union rates, but it was 1200 bucks for three TV commercials or two two TV commercials and three radio commercials. And they were local. They were not national, but for 1200 bucks for that much work. I mean, I may have recorded for 30 minutes or so my flipping mind. I was like, holy cow, you make this kind of money with that. And that's not, like I said, not even union rates. So that'd been scaled, dude. That'd have been five figures at least. So I I did no idea. I mean, I, I was raised poor man. (laughs) I was raised (laughs) poor off, you know, grandparents helping out. And when they, when our parents had trouble, my dad worked two jobs all the time, never got to see him. And uh, so, like i went went right to that i was warehouse and you know burger flipping type stuff so i i was used to making less than 300 dollars a week so to make uh to get an invoice for 1200 bucks for being in in a studio for just so i can see i can see the common misconception where it's like oh you make millions of dollars yeah but what if you only booked that one job for three months you're gonna live off 1200 bucks for three months no right I, I agree. Not to I, mention, you have to wait forever to get that check. You just get the invoice when you do the job.
0: <laughs> I think I got you topped with the steakhouse. Uh, I grew up outside St. Louis. We had a steakhouse called uh, Mr. Steakhouse. Steak. Oh, Mr. Steak. I like Mr. 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 Steak.
2: That's clever. It's more clever than Texas Steakhouse.
0: Yeah, it was just, and it was like that great font <laughs> with the curse of Mr. Steak. Uh, it, 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 yeah. But it,
2: it looked like it. it, can it, just it be, st- I mean, honestly, they could only have been lazier with Texas Steakhouse if they just called it Steakhouse <laughs> 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 or just called it Steak. <laughs> like.
1: Like, it, awesome. There wasn't a
2: lot of thought that went into that one, I don't think. Oh, wow. So
0: we we got some people listening that want to get into the world of voice acting. What would you recommend to those wanting to get into the world of voice acting? Is you know, Some just think it's having a good mic, taking pictures of themselves in a studio, and having a good dog. What would you recommend to them?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I can't even describe what I'm seeing here today. It's horrible, horrible, absolutely horrible. Oh, the humanity, run, run for your lives, run! <laughs> That's what I would say. Uh, oh, this man. job requires a ton of patience, a ton of determination and extremely thick skin. Yes. Uh, there will be, you'll, you will make a lot of frenemies along your way. People that are act like they're their best friend, but behind your back, they're trying to use everything that you learn to their advantage so they can further themselves in their, in their career. It's, it's very hard. I can see why people come so bright eyed and bushy tailed to Los Angeles and they're just completely depleted within a year. So most people mm-hmm. don't make it past one year. Most people leave LA after one year. Wow. They, they can't make it longer than that. We've been here pushing four years now and I can see because you, you everybody tells you what you want to hear. Everybody's a use of car salesman. In Hollywood. Wow. <laughs> they they tell you what you want to hear. They make you feel like you're the best thing since sliced bread. And if you're booking constantly and you're doing great, everybody's patting
1: you on the back. Oh, this John Bailey. Oh, look, it's Mr. Superstars here. <laughs> and then somebody else starts booking and you stop Hey, other guy, superstar, Mr. <laughs> You know,
2: nobody remembers you anymore. And you mm-hmm. constantly have to stay on top of it. You have to keep working and working and working. It is a friggin' grind. And there's a reason why you see so much of me on social media because that's the only way to stay in people's minds. You have to make mm-hmm. sure that people know who you are and remember you. If you just sit on your hands and wait for stuff to come to you, you'll never make it. I've known people. I'm related to people. I've known people that have just spent their whole lives thinking that – I'm. I'm. I could do this job. I'm really. Gra- I. I would be great at it. But they don't. They don't realize the amount of work that they personally have to put into it. They think because they have an agent, or because they have you know clout, or so many followers on this, or they, they always have. They all have different reasons why they think they're going to just be awesome and yep. the jobs. Just, let me tell you something, folks. There are people in the inner circle, and what I mean that is, sanctum from you know the, the 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 elite group of of maybe. 10 20 people that book all the big anime those guys still audition every flipping day they're working their butts off to stay where they are it's it's not just oh well i'm i'm tara strong so i never have to audition again no it's not like that tara strong auditions all the time everybody i see tom kenny over at voice casters just like me doing the same thing i'm doing it's a little weird because I walk in and he's like, hi, John. And I'm like, hi, Mr. Kenny. I'm your biggest fan. I should get a Golden Globe or an Oscar for, for pretending to be cool around these, you know, mega superstar voice actors that I just run into.
0: That, that's you know, I'm just John
2: to them, you know. And I'm looking at them like, oh, hey, so. And inside I'm like, ah! <laughs> How many auditions do you think you do a week? No, you can't answer that, bro. That's not cool. Okay. That. Oh, <laughs> I
0: mean, no that whatever. it
2: depends it depends on the person but that that is kind of like a that's kind of one of those things that you don't ask voice actors like well how many auditions because no matter what you say somebody else is gonna be like they're getting more auditions than me what's going on with that? you know right there's all that competition and all that there's there's downright jealousy in some areas of the business like why are they getting all these auditions for stuff that i'm just as good at or you know i've been there I've i've gotten to that juvenile point of being petty like dude i've got more experience than that guy how do they even get an audition for that where's my and i started calling my agent like hey there's
1: this whole show that i didn't know about and i didn't get an audition for why did not you send me blah so, blah
2: yeah i mean you, you have to be you have to be careful answering and asking that question to a voice actor because there's people out there like,
1: oh yeah how many do you do mm-hmm. right right
2: because you you, i is- should be getting
1: more than you
0: Absolutely. Well, there's some, there are some people who do post on, on social media and, you know, they'll be like, Oh, I did, you know, 36 auditions this week. I would never say. I'm I'm like, 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 cause
2: they're probably lying.
0: (laughs) Probably. I mean, you know, the
2: last time I had 30 auditions in a day, I was working three to pay to play sites and they were emailing me just tons of stuff all day long, every day. And honestly, when you're in union, you don't get there. You're not going to get 30 auditions a day Uh, on a good week. If I do two or three animation or, you know, game, something with a decent paycheck involved or whatever, or a couple commercial, like a handful that, you know, you'd be fine. That would be great. Most right. people don't, most people are not even getting that. Most people are like, man, I have an audition in three weeks, you know? So you just never know. It depends on who their agent is. It depends on their skill level. It depends on if they're actually into me. My manager <laughs> reminds me all the time. She says, like, I just want you, I don't want you to be financially prepared because you just never, I'm like, look, if you're going to tell me, that, you know, I'm here today and gone tomorrow. I, I knew that coming in because <laughs> no no voice, especially one uh, of like me who fills in for other people and, and takes voice actor jobs from, I don't take voice actor jobs from other voice actors, but I take, you know, voice jobs from celebrities who are too busy to do their own, but I'm, I'm literally replacing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a guy who replaces voices, shouldn't assume that he's irreplaceable. <laughs> I, I, that's absolutely true. <laughs> I had a guy uh, message me on Facebook one time. It was right before I quit Facebook. And he's like, I've been putting off this message. Re- I'm trying not to laugh because the guy was really serious. And I felt bad that this yeah. had been eating him up for so long. But he apparently had he'd been putting off messaging me for years is what he said. Because he had come across an audition that was literally looking for me. And instead of looking for me, they were looking for people who could just sound like me.
1: He's like, "Oh my oh, god,
2: I'm not gonna lie, I did the audition." I was, I was like, and I kept waiting for the horrible part that he was wanting to apologize. <laughs>
0: And that's it. <laughs> what did
2: you do? Did you, did you, was it for some company I work for and you replaced me? Or what? It wasn't. It was nothing. It was just the fact that they were looking for the epic voice guy, John Bailey, and they had a clip from Honest Trailers looking for that voice, and they were auditioning a bunch of people for it, and he felt bad
1: auditioning for
2: it, even though he didn't get the job. So oh, my he felt, goodness. He felt compelled after years of guilt to message me and ask me to, you know, say sorry and ask me to, to, to forgive him for it. And I'm like, I, what do I have to forgive? Like, dude, I freaking replace people all the time. How hypocritical of it would be of me to be like oh how dare you
1: do an, do an impression of me i'm
2: gonna soothe your pants up like dude that's what i do for a living i fill in for other people that's the majority of my business
0: i i remember doing like impressions around people and i thought i actually was good and then i realized you know when i heard people like you and others like you know the whole math mcconaughey everybody thinks they sound like math mcconaughey with uh, the all right all right and stuff and I, so i i would do it i'd be like how you doing there? And I was like, I sound like Jack Nicholson and Matthew McConaughey put together. I'm never doing that again. And there's, I,
2: I've had that happen to a lot. Cause there's sometimes people okay, it's, it's, it's okay. I'll give you an example that everybody can understand. Listen to how you think you sound when you talk and then record yourself and play it back. And then you're gonna be like, Oh crap. I don't sound anything like I thought I did. A lot of people think they're doing great impressions when they're actually not because nobody's ever been honest enough with them to tell them, Hey, this really sucks, <laughs> you know? And, and not in a way where, you know, not like TikTok comments or your internet comments where it's like, Oh, your voices are stupid. You can't do it. I'm like, I don't do voices on here that I have not been paid to do. <laughs> so whether you He's like smart. it or not, I can't ever say that. Oh, I mean, I might, I've, I've, I've considered throwing some out there that I've, that I'm trying you know, because there's some that I haven't booked yet that I've auditioned for. And I'm just, they're hard voices to get like, like Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is really hard to get. He's got that kind of unique sound, you know, when he talks like this, but then he has this whole other voice. that he talks, I'm going to check every here in the house, barn house and out. And it's not perfect yet. I'm still working on it, but I'm not going to throw that up on TikTok because I know it's not good yet. But then I, I do one like Dwayne Johnson or ones that they don't think sound as good as they should and there are people like, this is like." And I'm like, <laughs> "Eh, they paid me good money to sound like." So, you, you know. <laughs> do you
0: remember any auditions that uh you remember bombing?
2: Uh no, I t- I tend to let them know ahead of time. Like I'll let them know when I when I know it sucks. Like, look, this sucks. You can tell me if it you can if you give me your honest opinion, you think it sounds like the other person? You know, because they're they're professionals too. They know what a good sound like is because they're sent, They're the ones sending the audition, and if I'm a perfectionist, so I th- I don't think unless it's a hundred percent good, that I should get booked on it, <laughs> unless yeah. unless I'm just the best that they could find, and that's happened before. Like they've I I did not think that I did a great Chris Pratt, but yet. I booked it for three films, you know, and I, I, it was one of those, it was another one of those like Jeff Bridges where I had to kind of voice engineer from some other voice. And I was like, yeah. that sounds like Owen Wilson. So if I just change his accent and placement, that's basically the voice. I mean, you start out
1: with Owen Wilson's like, wow, well, you're got, you got on the internet, you know, hanging out on a Zoom call, you know, it's like, wow, well, this guy's on the internet. We're both talking at the same time. You just take that voice and you push it to the back of the throat a little bit.
2: Echo blue, you have to respect these animals. I'm Star Lord, man. And that's it's the same freaking voice, it is. And the number one comment I got on that because I did both in one video Chris Pratt sounds like Owen Wilson. I'm like, Or does Owen Wilson sound like Chris Pratt? Dude, you're right. <laughs> I, you have actually solved
0: what I've been looking for. I was watching uh the Jurassic one of the Jurassic Parks with uh Chris Pratt in it, and he was talking and he, he kind of like switched his voice. I'm like, Who's he? Solving? He's Owen
2: Wilson, dude. I'm oh my you.
0: gosh, Where's like, no, i can't,
2: yeah. <laughs> So, oh my gosh! I, because he has such a normal voice, they're, those are the hardest ones to audition for because they sound so normal. Oh my gosh, but, you sound! I, I mean, I did that. I did that Chris Pratt thing. You know that back of the throat, and yeah, he's yeah. got a little bit of a gravel. You know, a little bit of swagger to him. Got a little charm to him. You know, and it's <laughs> but it's Owen Wilson. It really is. It's Owen Wilson without oh, those yes, awesome. and all the extra wows. And you take the West Coast accent and you and you push it a little bit further back. And and make it more, you know, Missouri it up a little bit. And it's Chris Pratt. And that got me booked for three films. One of those films I think I ended up doing like five or four or five different jobs for. So that was a pretty good paycheck. Wow. But the people in the comments, you know, with their, with their basic amateur non-professional ears keep giving me crap in the comments about stuff like that. But like I said, I'm not going to put one out there that I know I haven't booked before that I know sucks. Because I know the kind of feedback it's got. The only way I would do it is if I'm trying to get laughs. That's, that, that's my, my uh, when I try to explain this to people who ask about it during a coaching session, I always explain to it okay, so when you go to the fair, and you see the guy that's doing the caricatures, he's making this big giant head and he's accentuating all your features. That's an impression. Right. So, and you take that and then you take somebody who actually does forgeries and makes an exact copy of the original artwork that is a voice match. Those are, that's the difference. You, you should be able to, you should not be able to distinguish between the real guy and the fake voice. Whereas with an impression, as long as people know that it's, that they, they can figure out who it is, and it's funny, it's fine. Because right. it, that's the main purpose is because, I mean, comedians started doing impressions, for that very reason, they're trying to get a laugh. That's why everybody thinks when they do an Arnold Schwarzenegger, they do an
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're not doing his speaking voice, there's a difference there, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you slip in there, you have to do his exact voice. Yeah, but it's not this one with uh, the All right, Look at me, that's it's
2: that's the same thing with like what you're talking about, where somebody thinks who thinks they're doing a good impression, yeah. but they don't actually know what makes that a perfect impression. Or I mean, maybe it is funny, so sometimes I'm like, yeah, that is a funny impression. That's not dishonest. <laughs> hey. It's a funny impression. Is it a good sound alike? No, not even close. So I, I, try, I try not to make people feel bad when they ask because I get a lot of people asking me their opinions on, or my, my opinions on. They're like, hey, critique my voices. I'm like, are you sure you want
1: to do that? Yeah.
2: I, I don't like to hurt people's feelings. <laughs> they need it, though. They need it. Some people need it. Yeah, I know. But then I get the same crap from people who have no idea what they're talking about. And I know they're trying to bait me into it, you know, like uh, here lately, I've just, <laughs> the yeah. last couple of days, every time somebody leaves a negative comment, they're like, hey, so-and-so sounds bad. And I just automatically like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my reply. Or they say, this, this doesn't sound good. I'm like, yes, it does. I'm just like a simple bait. And I'm just waiting for somebody. Oh, like, that's awesome. That's perfect. <laughs> I come like back with it. It's just like a closed in <laughs> one, I love it.
0: So it's time for the audition challenge, you ready? This Alrighty. is something we do on the show. Um, okay. I'm gonna give you a line. Right. And you can choose either uh, a character of your choice. Uh, just do a, We'll do a mo- like a movie trailer guy, uh, a cartoon voice, or just anything you want to choose. I'll give you the line, and you read the line back with that voice. You ready? Okay. All right. So th- we'll do a, a fun one here. It's this fall, heroes will join forces to stop the hoarding of toilet paper and Sanka. Heroes are known as the anti Hordes. Coming soon.
1: This fall, heroes will join forces to stop the hoarding of toilet paper and Sanka, heroes known as the Anti-Hoarders. Captain Anti-Hoarders, coming soon.
0: (laughs) That was awesome. That was awesome. And I want to talk about something you do good for a good cause for your fans. You want to talk about that?
2: Absolutely. So I don't really advertise this. Uh, Usually when somebody direct messages me or DMs, as the young people say, uh, they give me some kind of like, can you say, can you say, would you say? You know. So I get a lot of those and I'm like, well, you know what? I don't have time to do a bunch of free favors. I know everybody wants to be featured as a video reply on TikTok, but when you have thousands of requests, there's just no way to get to them all. So for five bucks, you can get up to 25 words, a few people don't like that rate. Sorry. That's just because my time is very, very valuable and I spend a lot of it doing actual professional work. So I cannot spend the devotion of most of my time to doing $5 jobs when I have bills to pay. So right. sorry. But uh, half of that goes to uh, Autism Society of America, which is my favorite charity. We have an autistic son. So um, you can go to Fiverr.com slash, and it's two R's, F-I-V-E-R-R dot com slash J-B voiceover. For a personal request. Personal request, guys. Don't get me doing like, you know, saying that there's a couple things I can't do. I can't say legally say that I'm a character or a actual celebrity. You know, I can't say, oh hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds. That's against the law. So I can I can say things in celebrity voices or character voices, whatever. Uh it's for happy birthdays and voicemail messages and Yeah, you can hire me for for five bucks just for basic, you know, personal jobs, no professional stuff. I mean, obviously, so I'm gonna have to look through it. And I can't also I can't do your own fake honest trailers for you guys. Okay. I'm under contract with the official stuff, so it can't (laughs) be like an honest trailer, just (laughs) throwing it out there. Cause a lot of people come in with their oh, I swear this is just for my voicemail system. And then they try Mm -hmm. to trick me into doing a real honest trailer that's not officially from the official sources, and that gets me in a lot of trouble. So let's not do that.
0: And if somebody wants to hire you um how could they hire you and where could you where can we find you on uh social media
2: at Epic voice guy on all the things i know it's so hard to remember at epic voice guy i know with the little at sign (laughs) i know it's super complicated with the little squiggly looks like kind of like a rose uh anyway the little squiggly rose thing epic voice guy that is all the socials i'm only on youtube twitter instagram and uh tiktok for now well i take that back i'm also Still have a Twitch account. Don't use it very often. <laughs> it's the same, Epic Boy Scout on Twitch. And uh, also a a, a still kind of sort of up and coming app called Stardust, which I review movies and do trailer reactions and TV show review stuff. So uh, that's still going. I just haven't been at it very la- very much lately because of uh, personal stuff. So, But it is there, and I am going to get back on it. We'll, we'll review 30-second uh, reviews of uh, movies and shows and trailer reaction stuff. So a lot of fun, a lot of pop culture current stuff that's out right now i check it out and tell you my opinion on it from my perspective and uh yeah and then my website and stuff so all 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 my socials have a link to all my things and you can contact me via the contact page of my website which is linked on all the socials so it's just epicvoiceguy.com so that's for all you folks that want a real you know professional jobs
0: yeah absolutely and i i just want to say thank you very very much i'm a huge fan of you thank very you for uh making the days that are hard for most that are having a bad day. Good. I mean, you are hilarious. Keep doing what you're doing. And thanks so much much for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening in on behind the audition podcast made possible by Hilton productions. If you need a male or female voiceover, contact us at Hilton Hilton productions. Let our voices do the selling.